Hey, welcome into the Arrowhead Addicts Podcast Thursday edition. Patrick Allen here, getting you up to date on everything going on in the Chiefs Kingdom. Just me today. So you guys, once again, get to serve as my co-host for the day. Excited to talk some Chiefs with y'all and start breaking down all the burning questions that you have. If you want to do me a favor, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Let's get a bunch of Chiefs fans in here. Let's talk ball. What's up, KCDC? What's up, Jason? Appreciate you guys. Um, Get ready. Interactive show yet again today. I want to hear your opinions on some stuff. What's up, Heather? Good to see you. Shout out to all of our audio listeners who are going to be checking this out later as well. Uh, If you want to become a member of the Arrowhead Addict family, by the way, you, you need to check the link in your description and consider becoming a member. We have a fantasy football league that we're putting together for our members that's coming up right around the corner you could their signups are in our announcements channel in our private discord which if you're a member you know all about that um but if you're not and you want to be part of the private discord consider becoming a member you get to support the show all the content that we're trying to bring to you we're hoping to expand things even more this season and it's just a lot of fun getting to know a bunch of cheese fans like-minded folks in the discord we talk about movies beer video games i mean you name it it's a ton of fun we've happy hours fantasy football leagues if you're looking to connect with other chiefs fans this is the way to do it appreciate all appreciate all y'all's support um you can tell i'm not originally from the south when i try to use y'all and i and i stumble over it um what's up evan uh evan says patrick's not gonna win this year either yeah i did not perform to my standards last year what's up tungsten what's up alan all right before i get into cheese stuff we had a lot to get to uh, I got to let you know uh, that if you're looking to play some bets this NFL season, there's a preseason game tonight. Browns are playing, I think. We've got the perfect one-stop shot for all your sports betting needs. Go to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets for a variety of sportsbook promos you can use to maximize your winnings. Each time you sign up for one of our promotions, you're directly supporting the podcast. These promotions are constantly changing. So if you aren't sold on a promo now, come back next week. And we may have an offer for you. So head on over to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets by scanning the QR code on the screen. Look at that. Producer Richard bringing it. Uh, or click the link in the description uh, by typing or or by typing in arrowheadaddict.com forward slash bets. Check out the episode description for more information. Guys, listen, I want to start things off by talking about how absolutely terrified I am of this preseason game on Saturday night. Chiefs at Cardinals. For the simple fact that all last year, the Arizona football field was garbage. It was garbage when the Chiefs played there in week one and Harrison Butker got hurt. It was garbage when they brought in a whole new grounds crew in a field uh, a field they'd been growing for months in the Super Bowl. People were slipping all over the place. I'm scared, man. I mean, if you're watching training camp, if you're watching these preseason games, guys are getting hurt and the Chiefs knock on wood. I'm not trying to bring bad juju on us. But it's a legit concern. It happens every year. The Chiefs have some really important players. Andy likes to play his guys. This field is, has not traditionally been a good field for avoiding injuries. I'm scared, man. I'm worried. I'm doing all my like superstitious stuff. You know, when I was a kid, when I was in junior high, I used to watch the Chiefs games, and I had like all my little Chiefs trinkets. I think I got one of them around here somewhere. Um, it's not within reaching distance, but uh, I used to like decorate the TV, you know, and like 
I had all my traditions, the jerseys I'd wear, all the stuff that I thought that if I do at home, it would help the Chiefs. Listen, if you're like that too, and you've got anything that brings you good luck, rabbit's foot, wearing the same underwear for a week straight, I don't care. Do it because light candles. Somebody, when we did a live event in Kansas City, somebody gave me this great Patrick Mahomes, like religious style candle. I'm lighting that sucker up uh, before the game. Don't do anything out of bounds, okay? From now until after the game is over. Like maybe even like in, through Monday, just in case there's any lingering. Like don't don't be mean to anybody. Don't steal anything. Don't do anything because we need to get through this game clean and clear on that field. Uh, our guy Stacy says, "Good news is they know what to expect. They can prepare and have different cleats on deck." That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, you know, get out there and warm ups. Check it out. Just take it easy. Things happen. It's not always going to be the field's fault, but just. Knock on wood, like I said, do all that stuff. We need to get out of there healthy because this is a Super Bowl team. Um, all right, so let's get to what we're just. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry we got to talk about it, but I gotta, I gotta at least touch on it. I'm calling it as the Chris Jones turns. <laughs> um, good debate, good spirited debate going on on Twitter. Our guy Adam Best wrote a really terrific article. Whether you agree with him or not. And I don't agree with all of his points on about, you know, about paying Chris Jones and ownership and cash spending and all that stuff. You've seen him and I battle it out on here and debate that. But go to arrowheadag.com and check out this article. It is Adams, you know, he started Arrowhead Attic with his brother, Zach. He's a tremendous writer. His stuff's really entertaining. If you're a member, by the way, there's a newsletter that he does for members only. So that's another reason to subscribe, which is fantastic and insightful and funny. This article is great. It's long. If you don't mind reading long stuff, which I know some people do, it's it's worth a read. I was reading it. I disagree with some of his points, but I'm like, man, this guy's making good points. It's well-reasoned. Check it out. So here's the deal with Chris Jones. You know, I, I'm my, my question to you, everybody watching, this is an interactive show, so my my question to you is, will Chris Jones be back early next week? And and, and Stacy just said it in the chat. With camp wrapping today, it wouldn't shock me to see him signed in the next few days. You run out the leverage game if you're Chris Jones. If you like the offer, you sign. Or if you if you want to let negotiations continue, but you do intend to play, now's a good time to come back. If he really wants to play hardball, he could take this into the season, threaten missing a game, all of those horrible things that none of us want to happen. But um, now's a good time to get back, right? If you're Chris Jones, you're a veteran, you know the defense, you don't want to be out there, you know, in the heat training camp. Nobody likes training camp. So, you know, I'm I'm thinking, and I haven't heard anything. I'm going to tell you some stuff that I've heard in a minute, but I wouldn't be surprised, just like Stacy, if he's back early next week in one form or another. Either he gets the extension he's looking for or he, he reports and says, hey, my agent and the Chiefs are going to continue to work on it, but I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to help win an, another Super Bowl and see out my contract. He's been trolling on Twitter, tweeting cryptic things. He tweeted Betty Davis eyes today. You guys know that song? Um, I forget who originally wrote it, uh, but the, the hit from the 80s was by Kim Carnes. It's a banger, man. I love that song. Big Betty Davis eyes fan. Um, and there's a whole stanza in there about she'll she'll tease you she'll unease you that's chris jones's personality right um and that and that was one thing i kind of wanted to address really quickly today hey listen don't turn on this dude 
I know it's annoying. Like we're, we're fans, right? Like we were ready for football. We want to get going, but like, I get it. Like he's tweeting cryptic stuff. You don't want to be, you want to be like getting ready for the season. You don't want to be worried about whether or not Chris Jones is going to be out there. This is a Super Bowl team. You don't, we don't want any drama. Um, so I get why some people might be annoyed if he tweets out something or he's trolling a little bit, but like, don't turn on this dude. He's a really good dude. He's busted his butt for the chiefs for years now. He's just trying to get paid. Um, balloon, balloon raccoon says we're good, but kind of disrespectful to fans. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree. Like, I don't have a problem with it. He's just having some fun. Like it isn't, it isn't life or death. Like he's getting paid millions of dollars. The Chiefs have a really good football team. But I mean, I can see where some fans would get annoyed. Some fans, I mean, we're fans. Like we really care. No, we don't want to have our emotions played with. I get it, right? Um, Jesus Perez says it's 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 business, nothing personal. I agree. Uh, Stacy says if you're upset with Chris, turn your next raise down so there's more money for your coworkers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's doing that, right? Um, but like the argument aside about whether or not he should be holding out or whether whether we agree that he should be holding out, um, don't turn on. Like he's he's a fun loving personality. Like we've seen it, and uh, he's a great player. He's an all time chief. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Ring of Honor guy, and he's just trying to get as much money as he can while he's still able to go out there and play. Like I don't begrudge him that, and he's having a little fun while doing it. Um, that's fine. Stir up the stir up the pot on Twitter. It's not real life. Um, so don't turn on him. He'll be back. I think. Um, I don't. I don't think this thing's going to get ugly. Ugly. I just don't. But we'll see. I've been wrong before. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now here's what I'm hearing. And I'll, and I'll tell you what I think about the situation as well, based on this. What I'm hearing, I'm not reporting this. This is, I talk to people. It's a rumor. What I'm hearing is the Chiefs, they're in for like around $28 million a year. I didn't hear anything about years, but that that's kind of the offer on the table and that, and that Chris Jones wants to get paid like Aaron Donald, which is, this is some of the stuff has been out there. It's not like novel, but like, this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing from people I trust. So what do we make of that? Or what do I think of it? I'm, and let me know in the chat what you make of that. I think Donald is getting like $30 million a year, something like that. Um, so like, let's say he wants 30 a year. My opinion on that is, you know, what's the point of playing hardball if you're Brett Veach in that situation? Like, if you're willing to pay him 28 and he's an all-time great and he just got 15 and a half sacks and he's probably got at least two, maybe four years of elite production in his, um, Tungsten says Donald gets 31 and change a year. So maybe maybe he's asking for 31. Maybe he's asking, he's saying, hey, I was the best I was the best defensive tackle in the league last year. I got 15 and a half sacks. We won a Super Bowl. The other guy's old. I'm the best defensive tackle in the NFL right now. I want my money. That's that's what you do when you negotiate, right? Like you start at the top and 
if maybe they're hoping to land at 30, if they said, I would give us 32 or 31, they're hoping to land at 30 or 29. I mean, a million bucks is a million bucks, but it does seem silly to haggle over. Like if he would take 30, like if I'm Brett Veach, like, and, and thank God I'm not, because the team probably wouldn't be nearly as successful. In fact, I know they wouldn't be. I mean, wouldn't you just be like, look, it's 2 million. You know, I, we, I, we've talked about like Brett Veach wants to maintain cat flexibility around Patrick Mahomes, all that stuff. I get it. $2 million is not going to, a year, is not going to hamstring the Chiefs. Another argument to that might be, well, listen, man, you know, it's about precedent, right? Like he's not just negotiating with Chris Jones. The Chiefs are negotiating with every future player and every future free agent to come. And, you know, you don't want to show weakness. You don't want to show you can get pushed around in these negotiations so that you can, you know, negotiate $2 million here, $2 million there. And then that starts to add up with different players. But I think for me, there's a line with a guy like Chris Jones. He's not, with all due respect, like he's not somebody like who's what name was going to pop into my head? Drew Tranquil, right? Like a guy you bring in to help you like, but like he's not. This dude, as we mentioned, he's an all timer. He's an all timer. He makes that defense work. He enables that defense to do so much. And the Chiefs know this. I'm not telling them anything they don't know. And I do think there is something to like, well, what does it say to other guys that are out there that are like, hey, man, like if they don't pay that dude, Chris Jones, 15 and a half sack guy, you know, does it hurt you in free agency? I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, I could just be talking out of my ass here, but Jesus says guaranteed money is what counts. Absolutely. Alan F. He's a game changer. I agree. And so for me, like when I look at this team as a fan and in a, you know, hack analyst i i say like man i want that guy i want that guy for the next four years because even if he's like let's say he's great for two more years and then like they say i'm to a four-year contract he's great for two more years and then he starts to decline a little bit in those last two years and he's like a seven eight sack guy but he's still getting a lot of pressures well shit man like if you drafted well and fau and george Karloftis are coming along well, you've got a pretty formidable front there. Like you don't, if you, you know, you're drafting other guys so that Chris Jones doesn't have to be Chris Jones for the rest of his life. You, you're not going to, he's not going to play forever. So they've drafted, they've preemptively drafted these guys to replace Frank Clark and to, to get edge rushing ability. So what, like, you know, so what, maybe you're overpaying him a little bit for those last two years, but you might win two more Super Bowls. He might make a play, like go back and watch, if you're ever questioning the value of Chris Jones, go back and watch that entire AFC championship game from last year against the Bengals. He sealed it. He put it on ice for him. He, he helped him shut him down. Like that guy. I mean, I don't want, I get the negotiating thing, but I don't want to have, if it's a couple million bucks, man, just give it to him. Just give it to him. I'm not saying do it for everybody, but do it for Chris Jones, but I'm not worried. I'm not panicking. Some people are panicking. I'm concerned. Uh, I'm concerned, uh, but I'm not panicking. Lauren Shanks says, we're talking about a top 10 NFL player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like this dude, it's like if Aaron Donald didn't exist, he's just like a complete all-time great NFL, like unbelievable player. I don't even know if people would be, you know, worried about it. They'd just be like, yeah, pay that guy whatever he wants. He's incredible. Chris Jones is incredible. I hope they work it out. I, I hope they work it out. But don't turn on him. If, if they really are just haggling over $2 million or something or $3 million a year, it's going to get worked out. Like, it's not going to go to shit over, 
over that. No one's going to blow this thing up over $3 million a year. And even though Chris Jones might be trolling a little bit on Twitter, like he's not going out there and like talking shit on the chiefs, like other guys, like the running backs and they're having a summit around the NFL. Like, I mean, yeah. Tungsten says I'm of the mind, pay him 30, but I'm just tired of the bull- bullshit. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't affect us, but like you get tired of hearing about it. I'm sure you're tired of hearing me talk about it, saying the same thing every week. Um, so let's move on. And hopefully it will be worked out next week. He won't have to go to camp. And now's the time. Like you're, you're getting close to the start of the season. If he's going to come back now, now's the time. Like, let's, let's get this, let's get the show on the road, fellas. Um, okay. <laughs> next up, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I have to touch on it. Uh, Allen says, I just want to read this one. Allen says 15 and a half sacks and 17 tackles for a loss in 2022. Who replaces that? That's exactly it, man. Like he's, he's a key piece to this defense. The, the young guys are still coming along. All right. I'm going to, I'm really going to put it to bed. now. I got to talk about this chiefs stuff just because we've talked about it on the podcast. We've ex- experts on, um, I know you don't care, but it's kind of funny and hell man, it's August, right? Like it's still August 17th. <laughs> I don't care about this clown anymore, but his lawyer put out a statement. He got like all these, he got all these, um, uh, uh, charges federal, like, cause you know, he, he, he skipped bail with money. He won from Patrick Mahomes winning MVP. And then they finally found him. And so he's got all these charges coming in and, uh, his lawyer put out what I can only call just an absolutely, unhinged deranged statement you guys gotta listen to this shit here's what he says the government's announcement today of its 19 count indictment provides an unfair and unjust portrayal of xavier i I don't know how to pronounce his last name bob yudar xavier bob yudar this is his defense attorney by the way matthew t merriman matthew t i love when people include their their middle initial in there you know, like he's like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to confuse me with that other hack lawyer, Matthew Merriman. I'm Matthew T. Marion, uh, Merriman. Uh, what's up, Tom Hood? Um, in the chat. So Matthew T. Merriman said he goes on. This is just complete batshit bananas. Like, it's like from a, it's like from a bad like Lifetime TV movie. Uh, it's just so crazy. The truth is that since 2018, Xavier Bob Yudar a.k.a. Chief Saholic. Like, can we just pause for a minute that in, in like an official statement, he's invoking this clown's ridiculous super fan persona. <laughs> um, since 2018, Chief Saholic has entertained, inspired, unified, and motivated Kansas Cityans, the Chiefs kingdom, and hundreds of millions of football fans around the globe. <laughs> I mean, what in God's name? I know, I know I personally can speak for myself. Whenever I'd see a Chiefsaholic tweet, man, I was ready to run through a wall. I'd go volunteer down at the orphanage. I mean, what in God's name is this guy on? He th- but there's more. There's more. It's now the f- <laughs> this, this is probably the best part. It's now the fourth quarter of the most important game of Xavier's life. And his legal team believes his innocence will ultimately be proven to the public. 
And we are confident that once all the facts are known, that he will be redeemed in the eyes of his supporters, admirers, and the Chiefs kingdom. Mike, dude, this guy's such a, he's such a fucking embarrassment. I mean, producer Richard, you might not be able to find this guy, but if you're able to, if you can find me a picture, I should have thought of this earlier, of Matthew T. Merriman, I got to get a look at this guy. Like, I just imagine he looks like, remember that, remember Trump's lawyer? And I'm not getting political here, but just the, the like, or his doctor, where the doctor looked like the, he looked like the scientist from, um, from Independence Day, the guy that gets attacked by the alien that's at Area 51, scientist, doctor, whatever he was, like, just a complete, like, like, you saw that guy and you're like, that's like the dude that, you know what I mean? You go to for like special prescriptions. And stuff like not like a reputable doctor. Um, we gotta find we gotta find Matthew T. Merriman. I should probably be careful because he's a lawyer and I don't have any money. So if I guess if he wants to come after me and ruin me, maybe I can inspire Chief's Kingdom to defend me. I didn't think I've I've engaged in any libel, have I? Slander? Because I'm calling him. I didn't call him anything. I just yeah, yeah, crazy hair and big nose. Like yeah, that dude. Right? Like he's got to be. Oh, oh God, there he is. Look at this guy. I mean, like at first glance, you're like, okay, like he's, he's, you know, a lawyer guy. But look at that tie. I'm not going in on that tie. Adam Best, I saw Adam Best out there. I'd be curious to know if he's still watching (laughs) what he thinks. Because he's like our resident fashionable person. The rest of us are, are schlubs. But like, I don't know, man, that looks like an awful wide lapel or those back. And the tie is just, what is that? Orange rust? What is he like a Browns? Is he from Cleveland? I, I, I'm not, I'm not on board. I think he looks like it. Look, I'm going to be honest here. (laughs) Alan F says ambulance chaser poster boy. He kind of looks like a dweeb, doesn't he? Like the hair. It looks like he used hairspray, like a hundred percent hairspray. In there, I hope I hope I hope I'm not putting that bad juju out there ahead of the injury stuff. I'm going to get a haircut right after this. If I get a bad haircut, I'm gonna. You guys are gonna let me have it. I yeah, I don't know, man. What do you guys think in the chat? Total hack. Like, would you hire that guy, Tom? I know nobody nobody cares actually about Chisa Hog, but you've got to admit this is pretty funny. Like, that's a hilarious, deranged statement. It's actually like the lawyer doesn't care about like whether or not like because he's like he's like dead guilty. They've got it on video and stuff. Um, Low rent traffic lawyer. I love it. But like, it's like he's like, it's like Xavier was like, listen, I'm not hiring you to get get me off. I'm hiring you to save my reputation as the leader of the Chiefs fandom. I mean, look, and I do want to say one thing about this guy. He's a scumbag. All right. He, the one, the one like teacher's union that he robbed or whatever it was, and he terrified that woman and put a gun in her in her face. So fuck, fuck, fuck. Hey, Xavier, if you ever see this, fuck you. You suck. You're terrible. You're a horrible human being. Nobody believes that you're innocent, and you didn't unite anybody in the Chiefs' kingdom, all right? And you're certainly not now. KCDC says young Mitch McConnell. Oh, like he's got like a tortoise, like a tortoise thing going on. I love it. Um, all right. I, there. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it in 50 years, little, little, little young Mitch McConnell. 
Better call Saul, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, all right. Enough Chiefsaholic. But we're going to have to keep t- keeping tabs on this thing. And thank you to producer Richard for finding that. I hope that's really him. I hope we didn't just make fun of some poor bastard out there. <laughs> all right, let's move on. We got to get to this game. There's a game this weekend, in case you didn't know. Um, Chiefsaholic won't be there because he's in prison. All right, let's get to Chiefs Cardinals. Feel free to keep peppering the chat, by the way, with Chiefs of all, like lawyer slander and making fun of him. Um, let's let's get to Chiefs Cardinals. Again, interactive show here. I want to know what you guys think. I'm going to tell you what I think about this stuff, but these are questions. So normally we do a preview, but like this is a preseason game. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not really predicting like win-loss. Like we don't care. Um, Lauren Shanks is asking about Donovan Smith and his stock price. We're going to get to that. Um, first question for you guys ahead of chiefs Cardinals. Now to set the table, Andy said the starters are going to play a half. That's not necessarily true. All right. He said, he said Mahomes is going to play a quarter last week. He had one series. I think he means like when he says that he means like, that's like the loose plan, like max, but he just wanted to get Mahomes out there. Like, I guess maybe if they went out there and they like went three and out or something, maybe he sends them out for another series and maybe that could take the first quarter. Right. So like, I think that's what we're looking at here with this game. I don't think he plays the whole first half. I don't think they play the whole first half until the next preseason game, but it depends on how it goes. Like I could see a situation where they go out there and they do a 14 play drive with the starters. And Andy's like, I'm good. I saw what I needed to see. Um, but maybe maybe he does have him go a little bit longer. Um, <clears throat> so that's what he said. I don't expect them to be on the field at the end of the second half. So the next one is, I just, I just as a note for me, I want you guys to throw out the starter's performance from week one. We are talking very low snap count here. Defense saw a little bit more because the Saints went on a drive, but it, it's the first preseason game. It's the first scrimmage. Y- y- you know, We're going to talk about some of the good that happened in that scrimmage and you have to take, we're going to talk about it and you take it with a grain of salt, but like the bad stuff, you know, you want to look like for fundamentals in these games, right? Not necessarily outcomes. It's a big hodgepodge mess. You don't know who guys are going up against. Who's going to be starters. They're trying vanilla plays out like different things. They're just, it's, it's a laboratory. Okay. So you look for footwork separation, you know, those, those types of things. It's not so much about, like, they're not game planning for these guys. We know Andy's the one of the best game planners, if not the best offensive game planner in the entire NFL. So <clears throat> don't worry about it. But, and also it was it was putrid, what we saw from the starter. It was not, there weren't a lot of great flashes, but there were some. Uh, so first question for you, and again, interactive show, fire off in the chat. I want to know your opinion on this stuff. Um, by the way, Giovanni says the lawyer looks so much like the English politician, Jacob Resmog. look him up, Richard, and you'll have a chuckle. Okay. We'll have to check that guy out. Um, okay. First question. Can FAU flash again? So FAU did pretty well in that first game. It, again, same grain of salt as everything else. It's preseason. Um, but he got a little bit more in the way of work than other people. He had uh, like 19 pass rushing snaps, I think 24 total snaps. And our friends at Pro Football Focus gave him a 73.4 grade, which was pretty good as far as pass rushing, you know, 
they gave actually they gave Drew Tranquil eighty four uh, pass rush grade, which is um, not too shabby. And he had just of course again two pass rushing snaps, sixteen total snaps. So, um, but Felix was out there. He rushed on seventy nine percent of his twenty four snaps and and seventy three. Um, they credited him for uh, let me pull it up here uh, a hit and two hurries um, and a win a win percentage of twenty six point three. So again. Ultra small sample size, but that's good. I mean, that's what you want to see. It was similar to what we saw from from Furious George last preseason. You want to see him going out there and winning, generating pressures. Um, so, do you guys think he can do it again? He'll probably see. There's, you know, there's a chance he sees um, double the snaps this week if they leave him out there longer. I, I don't know that I have a good answer to it, but I, I think so. I think. Um, I think there's a reason why this dude went in the first round. Yeah, it was at the end of the first round. There's a reason why the Chiefs took him. He's talented. And he's got something to prove, right? So whereas other people in the preseason might be kind of taking it easy a little bit, like he's going to be going 100 miles an hour. I think you'll see it. I think it'll show up again in this game against Cardinals. Cardinals aren't projected to be very good. So there's that. That's a factor, right? I think he goes out there. Don't be surprised if he snags himself a sack. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He looked good to me going around the edge. Nice speed. So that's what you want to see in a guy's first game. Um, let, let me know in the chat. I'll come back if you if you fire off, uh, if you think FAU will flash again. Let's go to the next one. And the next question I have for you is, can the defense stop a cold? Um, Lauren Shank says Felix has several tricks in his bag. Very versatile. Agreed. Um, can the defense stop a cold? Now I had a cold last week and the defense didn't do anything for me. Uh, Richard was a little under the weather producer, Richard, they didn't do anything for him. <clears throat> um, look, I, I went back and I watched the film of that first drive uh, by the saints. I took a look at the all 22. I'm not too terribly concerned about that drive. Um, the Saints were running some stuff. Like they did a nice job. They they were running some 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 play action, some misdirection. They had the Chiefs up there thinking it was a run and and car booted out. And remember that the Saints have a lot more to get accomplished, right? They got a new quarterback, new guys. They're trying to resurrect a winning culture over there. So you know, they're, they're I don't want to say they're trying harder than the Chiefs in the preseason, but like they need some wins than uh, the Chiefs defense, who is, you know, projected to be quite good. But I went back and I looked uh, over it again, not crazy extensively, but there were a couple plays, like the big run by Kamara. Like if you go back and you look at that, Nick Bolton reads that pretty quickly. And I think he had a shot at making the tackle before it got out of hand. And he, he got, he got held. They didn't call it. He got held. He got turned, um, but he read it. Um, the, the Saints got to the second level. They blocked well, but Bolton read it and was making a move to get to that gap. And it just it didn't work out for him. Willie Gay went a little too far on that run to, to set the edge and was a little bit out of position in my, in my view. Um, but there were plays like that. If you go back and you watch, and if you want to do this, I, they, they put out a new product, by the way. It's called, I think it's NFL Plus. I forget what it was called last year. Maybe it was called the same thing. But it allows you to watch like the preseason games, watch them over again. It allows you to, I think it's $99 a year. It allows you to go back and watch the games over again after they've been played. 
which is a great option if you can't afford Sunday ticket and you like listen to the radio or something if you're out of town. But anyway, it used to be a trash product. It was garbage. Uh, and also, I think it gets you access to Red Zone. I'm not getting paid by NFL Network, by the way. But it gets you access to Red Zone and NFL Network, maybe. I think it's $99 a year. Um, but the the replay, like the and you get the all 22, so you get the coach's view. It used to be trash. It didn't work. It was terrible. You couldn't rewind and go back and forth like you need to. And it was out of focus all the time. Awful product. It's not anymore. I was able to really dig in. So I'm really looking forward to doing that more this year because I just couldn't do it last year. Um, it, it's a great way if you want to learn a little bit more about what the team's doing and what's happening. If you're if you're that into it and you want to and you want to spend the money, I recommend it. Uh, check it out, and you, and you know we can get your more informed opinions as well. Um, but I wasn't too concerned about what the Chiefs did on defense. I think they're going to be okay, um, and I think they'll be a little bit more after giving up that drive like that. They got their feet wet. Okay, they're playing a lot of base. Like they'll they'll probably mix it up. They'll get a little more exotic this time uh, and try to get a stop. You know, even even though they know it's a scrimmage. I'm sure Spagnuolo doesn't like seeing him give up a big, long drive like that either. But it was not uh, – Lauren Shanks says, not McDuffie's best game either, not too worried. Yeah, I mean, you're shaking off the rust. Do it now, you know? Um, do it now. Um, <clears throat> KCD says, record them on YouTube TV. Yeah, you can do that. You won't get the all 22, which is – if you don't know what that is, it's it's what the coaches – what they call it the coaches film. It's You can see the whole field. So you can see what's going on when the receiver's running his route and you can see the coverage and all that stuff you can't see on TV because they're too zoomed. Tom Hood says they came out flat last game, very rusty. Yeah, they looked they looked a little flat. But again, like the Saints had a good drive. Like they had some they had some good things going offensively. They, they did well, they blocked well, you know. Um it's the most minuscule sample size, even even just a drive. So uh, we've seen, you know, no adjustments, no like that happens sometimes in the NFL. The other guys are trying to. Okay. Um, next question for you. What's the outlook for CEH in this game? What do you guys think? I want to know. The Chiefs came out. They ran him a lot early on. I think like three straight runs with him with that first unit. I don't think Pacheco's going to be out there taking contact yet. I think they're targeting him for the beginning of the season. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't. I don't think we're going to see McKinnon. They might get him out there for a snap or two, but he's an older guy, veteran, running back position. Why? Like, why put him out there? You got CEH. You want to see what you got in him. Daneric Prince. Uh, P. Ryan, also on the roster. I think he was getting some snaps this week in, at the end of camp. So don't be surprised if you get a lot of P. Ryan this time. Prince played last week. Maybe we get a little bit more P. Ryan and just so that they can get a look at him, eating up some of those running uh, snaps. Um, but yeah, I think, um, uh, I think we'll see more CEH with the starters, uh, probably maybe primarily as they are trying to decide what they want to do with him. If they're, if they like Prince again, I've gone on the record. I think they should just keep CEH on the roster. I think he's a good solid. He's a solid running back. He's fine. He knows the offense. He's, he's got some skills. Why not just keep right out his contract? I don't think they'll be able to trade them. I mean, you just saw this week, like Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, they're on rosters right now. Nobody's signing Kareem Hunt. CEH has been, the, the, the thing he has in his favor versus some of those guys is he's still relatively young, but he ain't cheap. He ain't terribly expensive, but he ain't cheap. So like, would somebody trade for him? Like, I see people tweeting like, are they trying to show him off for a trade partner? 
look, man, like there's plenty of tape on Clyde Edwards Alaire. Nobody's gonna cough up like a third or fourth round pick or something based on something they see in a preseason game. They're gonna go if they're interested in him. Uh, all they're gonna look at in the preseason game is like is, is does the dude look like he's hurt or something like that? But like <clears throat> as long as he's upright and he, he's healthy, he's young enough. Like they're gonna go back, they're gonna look at the film of him the last few years and make it a decision on if they want to make a, a a play for him. I don't see it happening unless some team gets you know, decimated by injuries, right? Like, you know, somebody like uh, Joe Mixon or somebody gets hurt and the Chiefs won't trade him to the Bengals, but like that would be the kind of situation where like they got nobody, they need a running back, you know, like, yeah, Lauren Shanks says we take a seventh round pick for him just to get him off the books. The Chiefs will still have to pay some of it, I believe, but I just don't see it happening. Um, Cause a team, if the Chiefs are dangling him, you know, they're, they're also going to like, they might be willing to, ro- he's just not good enough in my opinion, that somebody's going to roll the dice to um, trade for him if they think the Chiefs are going to cut him. And the Chiefs could hang on to him. He'll have more value later, I think, too, than he does now. So if they've got the cap space for him and they want the depth, then take him into the season. And then you put somebody like Daenerys Prince, like he goes on the practice squad. <clears throat> then you got you got CEH on the roster. If some team has a rash of injuries like the the Ravens did last year with their with their halfbacks, yeah, well, you wait until October, to where somebody's like, "Shit, man! Like, there's nobody left. We need we need somebody." And the Chiefs, everyone's healthy, and they like the guy, and they're going to bring the guy up from the practice squad. Then then you may trade him. Maybe you get a sixth, you know. Um, but it's 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 unlikely at this point, probably that somebody would trade for him. But you never know. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. So, do you guys think if you do you think we'll see a lot of them? I do. I think he'll be out there running around, um, and uh, I think he'll get. Ro- I think if he's on the team, I think he'll get rotated in more than you think in the regular season. Uh, it's a long way. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up, question for you: Which receivers get reps with Mahomes? This one, I'm really fascinated to know what you guys think because I I don't think we're gonna have. I think it'll be a much like last year in terms of results for people's receiving yards outside of Travis Kelsey. I don't know that there'll be like a true number one that will emerge. Um, but I am curious to see who they've got out there with Mahomes if they play, you know, the whole first quarter or three or four series or three series. Like, who are they lining up? Because if if they're at the stage in the preseason where they really want to get a look, like, you know, MVS will be out there. It's Sky Moore probably. Tony's on the shelf right now. So who's that other guy? Is it Richie James after that performance last week? Do do they and then who do they rotate in? Because they did this last year, right? Brian says James Rice Sky. Uh, I agree. I think that's what I. Oh, you've got Rice. Actually, I disagree. Um, <clears throat> Allen, more MVS James. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. And then if they go four wide, who do they bring out? If they take MVS off, who do they put in his spot? Like, look for those things to try to determine. The pecking order. Stacy says James Rice Ross should get snaps on Saturday. I, now that I agree with. MVS, like, unless you want, like, what do you need to know about MVS? Like, I wouldn't even play Kelsey. They will, but I wouldn't even play Kelsey. I wouldn't even put him on the field. Um, but <clears throat> this is a chance, like, if if they're curious about like Rice versus James versus Ross, and they want to see these guys get it's about who gets reps with Mahomes and why. Like, do they want to see after Justin Ross, right? He's the hot topic. He's been showing out in training camp. 
well, do you want to see what he can do in something simulating game action with Mahomes? Stacy, I agree. You know what? You have an MVS and Sky. Um, I I would like to see a little bit of Rice and Mahomes, a little bit of Justin Ross and Mahomes. But keep pay attention because the Chiefs will show you what they'll do. It like I would be surprised if they go out there and start the game with Richie James, and then they cut him unless he you know there's some sort of disaster. Uh, so. Let's see what happens. Um, Clips says, I think Reed breaks his rookie torture treatment with Rice this year. Big time possession guy. <sighs> I don't know, man. I If he's good enough, I hope you're right. Like, that would be cool because that would mean he's really good. But I just don't know. Um, Tungsten says, Ross will definitely be in there if he's healthy. James Rice more. Yeah, I think you got to get Ross out there with Mahomes a little bit. Maybe a couple design plays for him. Red zone, like the dude is, he's really talented. He's really, really talented. I mean, you can make the argument him and Tony are the two most talented, like physically wide receivers on the team with his side. Like that's a go up and get it guy. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what they're putting out there. Um, Clip says, not going to put my money on it. Just hope it plays out like that. Yeah, man. Like, um, Stacy says, wouldn't shock me to see Remigio get maybe five to seven snaps with, with Pat. He had a great game Sunday. You want to see how he'll fare against the defenses once. That's another guy that like, so let me, let me break that down for you. So I pulled up, let me see if I got my shit together here. I, I pulled up or I, I had PFF up. Yeah. So let me pull up the, the receiver grades from, from that little sample size we had last week. So number one, <clears throat> you, you won't be surprised for, for just the receiving grade is Richie James with a 90. They gave CEH an 80, but again, remember it's based on his two receptions. Um, number three was, was Nico Remigio slot wide receiver, six targets, four receptions, 71 yards. They gave him a 78. So he was the third highest ahead of Noah Gray, Cornell Powell, 70. Uh, Kakoa Crawford, who I liked what I saw from Kakoa Crawford. Um, he, he strikes me as a good practice squad candidate. Um, he got a 68 and uh, three targets. So they actually, Justin Ross, five targets, uh, two receptions, 29 yards. They gave him a 65. Um, you know, so, super small sample size. Um, so just just for your information, interesting. Um, uh, oh, Nico's heading. Is he going to HR? I thought, I thought I saw he was injured, but he was back at practice. Or am I com- confusing that with somebody else? Um, Tungsten says any news on Ross's injury? I'm pretty sure Ross Ross was back at practice. Uh, but I didn't check in on camp today. Today was, by the way, was the last day of training camp for the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, Remigio, I don't know. Um, but some people, like, that's what they'll do, right? Like, the mysterious, we like this guy. Oh, he's hurt. He's going on HR. Um, that could happen with somebody like him, potentially. Uh, <clears throat> but let's see. He was he was impressive, man. I mean, he was impressive. Um, yeah, it was. It, Tom's right. It was Ross that came back. I didn't hear about uh, Nico. Um, but let's, let's go on to the next question here. Um, but yeah, receivers is going to be a ton of fun to watch this weekend. Okay. Who's going to be the backup quarterback? 
So I think we all know it's it's probably going to be Blaine Gabbert because of Andy's proclivity. Like he loves the old, the old quarterback, right? The old crusty veteran guy. But at the same time, I don't know, man. Like I like some of the things that that I see from Shane Bouchelle. And maybe they just keep them both. Maybe that's what, what you got. Let me know what you guys think. But maybe they just keep them both. And they're like, look, <laughs> we maybe high leverage situation, right? They 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 do they put in Blaine Gabbert. Like Mahomes is gonna be out for a few plays. But maybe if it's a longer term thing, which hopefully it won't be, they want to get a, another look at Bouchelle. And that's just kind of the way they're thinking about it. Tom says probably Gabbert, but I like Bouchelle more. <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, they've been keeping the dude around um, for a long time now. I Here's how I feel. I feel like there's veteran guys will be up. Like if they cut Blaine Gabbert, like I don't know that he's immediately going to get picked up. But if, if Shane Bouchelle at this point isn't your backup quarterback, then what's the point of, of wasting a roster spot on? I feel like he's been there long enough now that it's like, all right, like, should or get off the pot with this dude? Um, does he is another year of development going to make him suitable to be the backup? I don't know, maybe, maybe. But Brian says Bouchelle is ready. I mean, let's see a little bit more. But like, he's making plays. Uh, the whole the whole syringe says Gabbard one hundred percent. I don't know. I, like I, I just think like if you're keeping this, you've been keeping this guy. You kept him on the roster last year. Like let's just go. Um, let, let's 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 go with the guy. Um, make him your primary backup. But it's tricky because you know, veterans, as we've seen, those guys have serious value. You don't want to put him out there and then like he's got really just poor decision making and he costs. The, the whole goal there is you want that Damon Heward esque like I ain't gonna mess this up. Just I'm going to take care of the football and, and get, you know, get the ball to the playmakers. But Michael Donegan says ready to be traded. <clears throat> Maybe if they just want to go with old, old veterans for the, 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 the entirety of Patrick's deal and they put him out there and he looks really good. Maybe somebody comes sniffing around. Everybody always needs quarterbacks, but I just keep him. I don't know. I, he looks, he made, he made plays. Like the guy made plays last week and he's made plays before. I like his arm. Let's see. We'll see him in extended action again, I think. So let's find out. But uh, KCDC says cut them both and put Bell as a backup. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Love Shank says he won't be on a rookie deal much longer. Time to go or move on and draft his replacement. And that's that's point as well. Um, I think teams will be interested in Bouchel if he were to be available. And I think that's why the Chiefs didn't put him back on the practice squad. Uh, he would have gotten taken. Um, all right, next question. Will Donovan Smith play well again? Look, man, I've been a big Donovan Smith skeptic all offseason. He's not been great. He was terrible last year. I know he was injured. He's not a spring chicken. I was worried. And same grain of salt, small sample size, Dude looked good. Did you see some of the clips of him? He was solid in pass protection last week, and then he just absolutely... Like, I feel like pancaked is, like, not suitable for what he did to this man. 
I mean, he moved the guy like 40 yards across the field and flew through him down. Um, it was nice. It was, it, it was nice. Um, yeah, Lawrence Shanks is offseason fine of the year. I mean, it, dude, if he goes out there and play, even if he plays as good as Orlando Brown Jr., I think it's a huge win for the Chiefs to get him in there for a year and see what they've got in Wanya Morris. But if that dude plays better than Orlando Brown Jr. in this system with Mahomes and his mobility and his pocket awareness and all this stuff, look out, man. Look out. Um, but it's really small sample size. Angry Drunken German says, I hope Smith continues to make me look dumb. It'll make uh, it'll make Mahomes look healthy. Yeah, man, look, like, I wondered if, I've asked on this podcast, do you think he gets benched at some point during the year for Wanya Morris? Uh, just because of, of his past and the penalties. That's another thing. He gets a lot of penalties. The Chiefs don't need that. Uh, the whole syringe says, if Donovan Smith plays well, and Jones plays this season, then it's time to to plan another parade. It's over. Yeah, man. Um, oh, uh, Nate Taylor just dropped some info on the Chris Jones deal on Times Ours. If you listen to it, long story short, Chiefs aren't budging, and Chris Jones wants Donald money or more. <clears throat> the Chiefs might budge. Like, I just don't. Uh, it goes into the season. I just, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Um, you know, maybe they're just going to be like, hey, like if they think he'll come back, maybe they're content with just letting him ride out the season on his contract and then deciding what they want to do after they see him play for another year. Maybe they look at it and they're like, we don't need to do anything, you know, because they think he'll show up. But that's where it could get ugly. Um, Lauren Shank says, why not tag and trade him next year? I got to look up all the stuff, the tagging. It's expensive. I don't know, man. Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not up to date on all the tag roll, rules, but um, <clears throat> Drunken German says, uh, angry Drunken German says, I'd pay Jones $30 million with tons of guaranteed money. Don't blame uh, KC if he wants more than that. I would. I'd pay him the $30 million. Um, Stacy says, people don't want to hear this, but the Chiefs don't have the leverage here. Post-draft, a trade isn't happening. Tags and trades are rare. Yeah. I think he's saying next year before the contract expires. They, I don't know, man. Um, Chris Jones had a GoFundMe page looking for $10 million in donations. Hilarious. Um, all right. Where the hell were we? We were talking about the Cardinals game. Um, yeah, Donovan Smith, man. I hope we see it again. I hope that dude's healthy. I hope he's a great fit for this offense, and it'll just add to the Brett Veach list of really smart, shrewd moves that he's made. Um, let's see it. I, I, I'm i going to be keeping my eye on him. He's a big question mark for me this year. I hope he brings it again. And last question is, will Justin Ross flash again? What do you guys think? Does Justin Ross get another touchdown? Does he have another big moment? Multiple moments. Does he get to play with Pat? The fact that he had that moment last week with Bouchelle, that's encouraging to me. I know it's hard to in preseason and it's wonky. It's hard to flash, but I think he does, man. I'm I've been hesitant to say I'm a convert, but I think I'm a convert. After teasing everybody all offseason about Justin Ross, 
I'm on board, man. I'm on the bandwagon. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Uh, I think he shows out again. I think he's trying to, I think he's not just trying to make the team anymore. I think he's trying to crack the starting lineup. I think he's trying to get significant snaps. Stacy says Ross will get on the field with Pat. And I think he makes it, I, I think he makes it a point to look for him. He'll have another good week. Yeah, man, let's go. I agree with Stacy. Get him out there. Let's see what the dude's got. Lauren Shank says, I think Matt Bushman flashes personally. He had, he had a couple opportunities last week. Um, got called for a, for a penalty. It was BS. Uh, we'll see. Needing more snaps for everybody. All right. Next point here is we're getting close to the end. I, I got something I want to say, and that is I think it's really important for the Chiefs to assert their dominance this season. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they've been dominant in the regular season for years, even, even the year that they struggled a little bit. <clears throat> I think for them to win another Super Bowl this year, because it's so, it's so damn hard, they've got to get that number one seed. I'm not saying they can't do it with the number two. They may not even have to, you know, they could still be at Arrowhead, have the two seed, but they have, you know, we've seen them. But <clears throat> I just think, with the way everybody stacked up, thing I remember whenever somebody says what I'm about to say, which is the, the AFC so loaded. Look, man, the Chiefs got to play two, three games tops to get back to the Super Bowl. That's it. I don't care if the whole AFC is stacked. They win regular season games. They're going to be in the playoffs. So, you know, it doesn't matter how tough the AFC is. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter that much. It's not like, oh, God, they're going to have to play, you know, all, all the playoff teams, all of them, all seven of them. It's going to be impossible. Does it make it harder? Like, does it make it hard? Would I rather have played the Jaguars last year than had to have played the Bills and then the Bengals? 100%. 100%. The year that they had to play those two teams, they didn't make it. You know, so more good teams means there's more of a chance that they could go up against two or three really quality opponents. But, like, if they do have to play wild card weekend, what we've seen so far since they've expanded the playoffs is – you know, that trash Pittsburgh team that they played when they had to play in the wild card round. They just annihilated them. Um, that's probably what's going to happen. I Even though the, the league is stacked, like you're going to have a severely flawed team in that spot. And the Chiefs will probably be playing the worst playoff team if they don't win the number one seed. So <clears throat> um, Angry Drunken German says, I know where Patrick's going with this and I agree. Win by margins beyond three points. Claim this conference is ours with a firm and loud statement. Yes. And... Get that number one seed, man. Like, don't hold back too much. You know, when they play the Bengals, like, and that's the other thing. Joe Burrow's hurt, man, and they don't know. There's They're being really vague about it, but those calf injuries can linger. And if I had to put money on it, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a week or two because they know the talent they have. They also know they're going to make the playoffs. And what they don't want to do is rush him back and have that that calf hound him all season long. And, you know, he re-injures it, and then he's got to miss games in the middle. And so he, you just – you don't want to do it, right? Um, and Stacey says, why would the Chiefs be scared of the Bills, LOL? Hey, man, they beat us last year. Like, they, they weren't great. They weren't consistent, but they beat us last year. Um, I'm not saying scared. Did I say they were scared of the Bills? I'm just saying, like – you got to play these good teams. I don't think they're scared of them, uh, but I don't want them to lose to them. 
in the regular season because they're talented. These teams are talented enough to be in the race for the number one seed. And I think if the Chiefs get that number one seed, if you think the Bengals are their biggest their biggest opponent, their biggest obstacle to getting back to the Super Bowl, you get that number one seed, man. The Bengals got to play. Something might happen. And you might not even have to play the Bengals. What if you end up in the AFC Championship game because you got the number one seed and you end up playing the Jaguars? And they're a team on the rise, and I really like Lawrence, but like, I g- give me the Jaguars a hundred times out of a hundred, uh, than having to go up against the Bengals again and and the receivers they have over there. So, the Chiefs aren't scared of anybody, but I I just I want to see them come into the season and not play exactly like they did the year after they won the Super Bowl, where they went fourteen and two. And remember, a lot of those games it was like they were bored and and they were closer than they needed to be. I just want them to come out and be like. No lapses in focus. Just beat the hell out of it. Like, like, no almost losing to the Texans. I know it's the NFL and shit happens and, like, these other guys. But, like, no losing, no dropping a game to the Colts. No, like, you know, they would have had the, the one seed easy if they hadn't lost that game. Like, get out there. Stay focused. Don't make stupid plays. Take care of the football. Just stay fo- I know it's got to be hard to stay focused if you're the Chiefs because they're so good. And they know they're going to the playoffs, but like, get that one seed, man. Because the other guys, you know, they're tr- they're still trying to climb your mountain. If you're the if you're the, if you're the Chiefs, they they're trying to knock you off the top. <clears throat> so you can't allow the fact that you've won a bunch of Super Bowls to let you lose focus and be like, oh, yeah, we dropped a game, we have to two seed, but we got Mahomes and Reed. Like, no, man, go out there and put these fools on notice. No gaining confidence because they got you in the regular season. Go out there and beat the Bills this year. Go to New York. I think it's on Monday Night Football and beat the hell out of the Jets. Embarrass Aaron Rodgers. You know, like go go New England Patriots with Randy Moss on these on these teams. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want. I, I want them to. I don't want to be sweating about the number one seed. It's hard to win, and I don't want to be sweating about it because like we lost to the Bears or something because we were just we somebody fumbled at the wrong time or they were flat, you know, um, it's hard to do it. It's hard to be up for the, all those games in a row, but you, you know, that's my, that's my plea to the chiefs. That's what I'm looking for this year. Um, angry drunken German says in late November and December, all games starting to get close because they all matter. Uh, that's true. Um, but we start the schedule with teams that they should allow us to be eight and one or seven and two, make it convincing. I've gone on the record as saying, I think it's possible for them to be, it's not going to be easy, but I think they could be undefeated going into that game against the Eagles. I'm serious, man. If they play to their potential, look, they're the best team in the NFL when they play to their potential because of Mahomes. So if the defense takes a step forward and they play to their potential, they can do it. It's going to, it takes an incredible amount of focus. It's really hard to do, but angry drunken Germans, right. They could be one, two losses, like preferably just one. Um, Stacy says week three is always the trap game and we get the bears between the Jags and the jets. If there's a trap game, it's the bears. Yeah. Right. And Justin, uh, <clears throat> Justin Fields out there running around doing weird shit, you know, extending plays, you, know, you, you stop everybody and then he gets a first down. You always got to watch out for those kinds of quarterbacks. So, um, but I hope the chiefs just go out there and that's my plea to them. Go get that number one seed, baby. Leave no doubt. Win 14. 
games, 15 games. Um, cause everyone's coming for you. You can't let, don't, don't drop your, don't drop your guard. Right. That's, that's what it is. Um, angry drunken German says, I doubt Nagy will let us lose to Chicago. It ain't happening. I mean, you know, uh, they lost to Matt Ryan. They let Matt Ryan drive down on him at the end of a game last year. It's brutal. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, next up is Patty's power rankings. We're at the, uh, we're at the hour mark folks. We gotta, we gotta get, start wrapping this up. So let's rank some stuff. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I'm out of ideas. So if you've got ideas for Patty's power rankings, hit me up, tweet at me, drop them in the chat. If you're a member, hit me up in the discord. What do you want to hear us rank? Cause this week, and we're going to bring on producer Richard now. Uh, what's up, Richard? Um, we're going to rank days of the week. I think it's kind of a fun one. It's interesting. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. I, I, I dig it. You've always got some out of the box stuff, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see what you, I haven't even thought about it to be honest. But I didn't write mine down. But why don't you kick us off? Top three days of the week. Let us know in the chat, and I want your reasoning. So number three, three. All right. So at least okay. I need to full straight start off by saying my reasoning here is we're doing three. Uh, it's you know the top three out of seven, but I'm just gonna ignore the last the the, the four that we're kind of like not putting on this list. The third for me is gonna be the worst. Okay. Okay. I need I need to have an idea of how to rank these sure. things. Sure. So the worst, at least on the top three, is Wednesday for two reasons. Yeah, it's the halfway point. So you get a little tired halfway through the work week if you got a normal nine to five on a Monday through Friday. But it's because Wednesday has been the bane of my existence since I was a child. And I'm and as an adult, a 35 year old man, it still messes with me. It's the spelling of Wednesday. It's Wed- that damn yeah. Wednesday. 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 So that's why you're number three Wednesday. Grow up. Change your name. I don't care about the etymology of Wednesday. Change it. Yeah. It's 2023. Yeah. Make changes. My mom, my mom told me Wednesday, Day. But it's yeah. still, but that still doesn't help you out with the S's. Doesn't. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. It's a tricky one. Uh Stacy says Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Okay. That's that's respect. I get that. Yeah. Um, all right. Number three for me. Am I gonna be trite? Am I gonna be lame and just go, you know, all the weekend type days? Um That's what I thought too. It's hard. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm not a big Sunday guy. Obviously, NFL, all that stuff. You don't have to work. Most people. Depends on what job you have. I'm going to go for number three for me. I'm going to go Thursday. And I'm ranking mine in my three favorite. I like Thursdays. Uh, maybe it's because day I do the podcast. But I don't know. Thursday is like, there's something about Thursday where it's not Friday, but it's like Friday's Friday. Does that make sense? And it's well, like, ah. Patrick, was that was that your college Friday at any given point in your college life? Oh, did you did well, you make sure all your classes like ended and you just had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we didn't call it um we didn't call it that, but like it was we always had Thirsty Thursdays. I did have go? a Spanish class on Friday morning at at eight thirty. I didn't learn a damn thing, man. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. Like I'd either. go in there and the, and the teacher, she, in, she insisted on doing like the immersion thing. And I didn't study mm. enough to have any clue what was going on. So she was teaching a class in Spanish and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to be here. It hurts. Uh, I wish I'd pay, I wish I'd taken Spanish more seriously because I think it just would be really useful to be able to understand Spanish better. And so many people speak it, especially in the United States. And, uh, you know, I just, maybe I'll Rosetta stone. Cause like, you know, it's, I, I would love to, to be maybe not bilingual, but like, at least be like to be a coherent and like be able to ask where the bathroom is when I go to, you know, Mexico or, or something. So, but I'm going to go Thursday because Thursday is like I said, it's like Friday's Friday 
And I kind of get, once I get through the morning on Thursday, I'm like, oh man, we're almost there, you know? And like people kind of start to relax on Fridays, especially in the, in the uh, summertime. So I, I like Thursday cause it, it just feels good. I know it's, we're almost there. Um, yeah, it's like Tom Wood says it's like Christmas Eve. Uh, so I'm going to go Thursday number. Th- what about you, Richard? What's number two? All right. Uh, I think I do have to be boring now because uh, at this point, that's just that's just the honest truth. Uh, Saturday is going to be my number two. Uh, I don't think I need to give much reason. It's Saturday. It's it's the it's the real it's the weekend. You know, yeah. it's, it's time to have fun. It's time to relax. So we'll just drop it. It's Saturday. It's a golden day. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want if you don't have to work. You can, you got all Sunday to recover from whatever yeah. idiotic things you got up to. You have a day the next day. You can be hungover. You can relax some more because Sunday you got Monday and then, you know, there's nothing to it. You can't even stay late out late on a Sunday. So yeah, it's gotta yeah, be I'm Saturday. With you. I'm with you, man. Number two for me is Saturday. I love it. It's a great day and, and, and it can be even better. And I'm going to, I'm going to, when I give you my number one, I'm going to give you guys the, the tip. I'm going to give you the, my, my, if I ever have kids, this is going to be the, the one thing if, if, if I teach them anything before I die is this tip about how to make the most out of your weekend. Um, but yeah, love Saturday. Not Don't need to say too much about it. Great day. All right. Number one, Richard. All right. Number one, Friday. Simply because for me, majority of movies come out on Friday. It's a holy day. All right. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah. if you're not going on a Thursday night midday showing or... Or it's one of those weird movies that comes out on a Wednesday or a Monday, and that's I don't trust those films. What yeah. are you? It's a Friday. You're going. You're going to the movie theater. Maybe you're watching two back to back, three, whatever. It's Friday. That's a movie day. That's Richard's number one day. So that's I, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great. That's a great reason why. And I'm with you. It's Friday. And let me tell you why Friday is the best day of the week, and it is the week that presents to you the best opportunity to make the most out of your weekend. A few years ago at Fansided, we did meetups. We have we have people who work all over the country, contractors, and we, we did meetups. And I got to travel more than I've ever traveled in a year before. I had to go to Minneapolis for the first time. I got to see Detroit. I was in LA, New York. I was all over the place. I got to fly around. And it felt like the longest year. And, you know, they talk about, you know, time is relative. And when you also, they'd say that, like, when you cram a lot of experiences in, to your life, it does slow down time for you because your brain has to catalog all that new stuff, right? It's not just another night where you sat at home and you watched Netflix. You like went to a festival and you remember those things. And if you do a lot of that kind of stuff, it can make the year seem longer and it can, in effect, extend your life. So I'm going to extend everybody's life right now. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to extend your weekend, do something fun on Friday, do something new, do not just sit at home, be like, oh, I'm tired from the week. I got Saturday and we're going to go out. No, you might not be able to stay out as late because you might be wiped from the week. But if you can, I swear to God, this works for me every time. If I go and go see a play or a movie or do something on Friday, it's like a bonus day. It's like I can stay out as late as I want. I can do whatever I want. It's like a weekend day, but it's not really a weekend day. And when I wake up on Saturday, I feel like it's sh- like there's always a moment where I feel like it's Sunday. Because you're so used to doing shit like that on Saturday that it's like, oh God, it's Sunday. And when you wake up on Saturday and you had like a great time on Friday night and you did something new and you like expanded your horizons and you wake up on Saturday and you're like, holy shit, it's only Saturday. And it is the greatest feeling in the world to wake up on Saturday and be like, damn, man. Like, cause like if you want to relax that Saturday morning, you know, and like 
sit around until noon and drink coffee and play video games or whatever, you're not going to be like, oh shit, man, I am just wasting my whole weekend. Like, what am I doing? You're going to be like, oh yeah, man, like I'm going to relax. I'm telling you, this is a real thing. If you don't do it, if you take, if you typically stay in on Fridays, if you've got kids and you're not able to get out a lot and you do stuff on Saturdays, like without, you know, like you, you do you, you know, date nights on Saturday because we got the kids, get the, get the sitter for Friday night. Go out on Friday, and then on Saturday, take the kids to the pumpkin patch or whatever. I'm telling you, it'll enrich your life. This is, I'm like an evangelist of this, and I get really angry with myself when I'm lazy on Fridays and don't do something. I agree. I agree. Preach. Preach. It's a thing. Does anybody, has anybody else experienced this? Angry Drunken German says this man's speaking the truth. Um, It's a thing. It's real. It is a real thing. Try it. See how you feel on if you, especially if you don't normally do stuff. Some people already know this and they're just, they're great about it and they just get, they take advantage of every minute of free time they have. But I'm an idiot. So it, I, I'm slow on the uptake with everything. It takes me forever to figure shit out. And uh, I, I just think that this is the way to live your life is go out every single Friday and, and do new shit. That's my other advice, man. Like, don't just, don't just go to the same place for dinner. Like, go somewhere new. You know, like, I'm, it's hard because I'm a little bit of a homebody and I'm a little bit of a, like I get into routines and I tend to be resistant to Mag. I'll be like, let's go try this thing. And I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know. Like, I always am glad I did. Almost always. I'm almost always glad I did. And it, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm glad. Like, like Mag gave me, she she took me to a lavender farm one time and, and the lavender wasn't even in bloom. It was during COVID, you know? And I was like, oh, man, lavender farm. We're going to go walk. It was like 95 <laughs> degrees outside. It was great. We found like some cool path. We sat on a bench. We chatted. We had a good time. We bought lavender balsamic vinegar. It's delicious. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. Try new stuff. All right. We did it. Nobody mentioned Sunday. We we didn't. People in the chat did. Nobody. We didn't mention Sunday. Sunday's just like, I don't know, man. It's great, but it's it's just got a cloud hanging over it. That's my number four. It's your number four. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than Tuesday. I'll give you that. Oof. And better than Wednesday. But it does have at the bottom. Who we put at What's the very that? bottom? That number seven. Is that is that Monday? Are we just doing Monday? Are we playing Garfield here? I'm not putting, no, I'm not putting Monday at seven because I just had a, if I made the most of my weekend, like Monday's like, it's just inevitable, but yeah. like, I can't, I can't start from that place on Monday or I'm never going to make it the it's rest true. of the week. You're right. You feel pretty right? energized on a Monday too. Yeah. I try to like get shit done on Monday, like at work and all that stuff. And, and then like feel miserable on like Wednesday afternoon when I'm like, ah, um, uh, angry drunk German says Sunday is, is a day off, but it's a lot of, a lot of things are closed and there's a clock on it. You have to be in bed early for the next day at work. You always have, yeah, man, it's just, it's like, it's there. So, and you got to get chores done. Like you have to get some shit done laundry and like take the garbage out and all that stuff. Sunday night. That's the time for that. Just, yeah, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's like you're on death row and like Saturday you get your, you get your Man. meal and stuff. And Sunday's then like, at your place. Sunday's yeah. <laughs> Sunday's just like one long walk to the chair. It's brutal. Um, at least you get the meal. Yeah. You do get the meal. Yeah. Lauren Shank says, what day do you, you hope your birthday lands on? That's a good one to rank. Mine is Friday. Cause I'm a horror nut and I was born on Friday the 13th. So that like, any Friday the 13th is a holiday for me, but when my birthday falls on Friday the 13th, love it. And by the way, we get an October Friday the 13th this year, and they're releasing a new Exorcist movie. If you're looking for something to do, you know where I'll be. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching the show today. Uh, appreciate producer Richard, as always, coming on the show, finding 
dorky looking lawyers pictures for me on the fly. And, and of course, all of you who listen, who are watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that like button on your way out. We'll be back next week. Uh, things are heating up, baby. Things are heating up. Second preseason game. There's only one more to go. Then we got to wait for a weekend with no football. And then the Chiefs are going to be on the field. Light your candles. Be good. Be good to each other until after the, this game is over and all the Chiefs get out healthy. Uh, for producer Richard, for my imaginary co-host, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you this weekend on Saturday night. I, You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be doing a Chiefs pregame show Q&A with you all. I'm going to be doing a halftime show and a postgame show. Uh, so you best believe I'll be making the, be- the most of my Friday. We'll be back on Saturday, and then we'll see you guys next week for the regular slate. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching. And as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.